Section 41 of the Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 11. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights in a Night, Volume 11, by Anonymous, translated by Richard Francis Burton. The Fifteenth Night of the Month. When the evening evened, the king bade fetch the wazir and required of him the story. So he said, Here, O king, the tale of the man who was lavish of his house and his provisions to one whom he knew not. There was once an Arab of high rank and noble presence, a model of magnanimity and exalted generosity, and he had brethren with whom he consorted and caroused, and they were wont to assemble by rotation at one another's homes. When it came to his turn, he got ready in his house all manner of goodly meats and pleasant and dainty drinks and the fairest flowers and the finest fruits, and he provided all kinds of instruments of music and store of wondrous dicks and marvelous stories and pleasant instances and histories and witty anecdotes and verses and what not else. For there was none among these with whom he was not wont to company, but enjoyed this in every goodly fashion. And the entertainment he provided contained all whereof each had need. Then he sallied forth in quest of his friends, and went round about the city, so he might assemble them, but he found none of them at home. Now in that town was a man of pleasant conversation and large generosity, a merchant of condition young of years and bright of blee, who had come to that place from his own country with merchandise and great store and wealth galore. He took up his abode therein, and the town was pleasant to him, and he was large and lavishing, so that he came to the end of all this wealth, and there remained in his hand naught save what was upon him of raiment. So he left the lodging which had homed him in the days of his prosperity, after he had wasted that which was there in the furniture, and fell to finding refuge in the houses of the townfolk from night to night. One day he went wandering about the streets. He beheld a woman of the uttermost beauty and loveliness, and what he saw of her charms amazed him, and there happened to him what made him forget his sorry plight. She accosted him and jested with him, and he besought her of union and intimacy. So she consented to this, and said to him, Let us go to thy lodging. Herewith he repented, and was perplexed concerning his procedure, and grieved for that which must escape him of her company, by reason of the straightness of his hand, for that he had not a wit of spending money. But he was ashamed to say no, after he had sued and wooed her. Wherefore he went on before her, bethinking him how he should rid himself of her, and seeking some excuse which he might pull off on her, and gave not over going from street to street, till he entered one that had no issue, and saw at the farther end a door whereupon was a padlock. Then he said to her, Do thou excuse me, for my lad hath locked the door, and how shall we open it? Said she, O oh my lord, the padlock is worth only some ten dirhams, and presently she tucked up her sleeves from forearms as they were crystal, and taking a stone, smote the padlock and broke it, and opening the door, said to him, Enter, O oh my lord. Accordingly he went in, committing his affair to Allah, to whom belong honor and glory. And she entered after him, and locked the door from within. They found themselves in a pleasant house, collecting all good and gladness, and the young man fared forward till he came to the sitting-chamber, and behold, it was furnished with the finest of furniture as hath before been set out. He seated himself and leant upon a cushion, while she put out her hand to her veil, and doffed it. Then she threw off her heavy outer clothes, till she was clad in the thinnest which showed her charms, whereupon the young man embraced her, and kissed her, and enjoyed her, after which they washed with the ghoul ablution, and returned to their place, and he said to her, 
know that I have little knowledge of what goeth on in my own house, for that I trust to my servant. So arise thou, and see what the lad hath made ready in the kitchen. Accordingly she arose, and going down into the kitchen, saw cooking pots over the fire, wherein were all manner of dainty viands, and first bread, and fresh almond cakes. So she set bread on a dish, and ladled out what she would from the pots, and brought it to him. They ate and drank and played and made merry a while of the day. And as they were thus engaged, suddenly up came the master of the house, with his friends, whom he had brought with him, that they might converse together, as of wont. He saw the door open and knocked a light knock, saying to his company, Have patience with me, for some of my family are come to visit me. Wherefore excuse belongeth first to Allah Almighty, and then to you. So they farewelled him, and fared their ways, whilst he rapped another light rap at the door. When the young man heard this, he changed color, and the woman said to him, Methinks thy lad hath returned. He answered, Yes. And she arose, and opening the door to the master of the house, said to him, Where hast thou been? Indeed thy master is angry with thee. And he said, O my lady, I have not been save about his business. Then he girt his waist with a kerchief, and entering, saluted the young merchant, who said to him, Where hast thou been? Quoth he, I have done thine errands. And quoth the youth, Go and eat, and come hither, and drink. So he went away, as he bade him, and ate. Then he washed hands, and returning to the sitting-room, sat down on the carpet, and fell to talking with them, whereupon the young merchant's heart was hardened, and his breast broadened, and he applied himself to pleasure. They were all in joyance of life, and the most abounding pleasance, till a third part of the night was passed, when the housemaster arose, and spreading them a bed, invited them to take their rest. So they lay down, and the youth wide awake, pondering their affair till daybreak, when the woman roused herself from sleep, and said to her companion, I wish to go. He farewelled her, and she departed, whereupon the master of the house followed her with a purse of silver, and gave it to her, saying, Blame not my lord, and made his excuse to her for his master. Then he returned to the youth, and said to him, Arise and come to the hammam. And he fell to shampooing his hands and feet, whilst the youth called down blessings on him, and said, O oh my lord, who art thou? Methinks there is not in the world the like of thee, no, nor a pleasanter in thy disposition. Then each of the twain acquainted the other with his case and condition and they went to the bath, after which the master of the house conjured the young merchant to return with him and summoned his friends. So they ate and drank, and he told them the tale. Wherefore they thanked the housemaster and praised him, and their friendship was complete, while the young merchant abode in the town, till Allah made easy to him a means of travel, whereupon they farewelled him, and he departed. And this is the end of the tale. Nor, continued the wazir, O king of the age, is this stranger than the story of the Richard, who lost his wealth and his wit? When the king heard the minister's story, it pleased him, and he bade him hide to his house. End of section 41